0: Hey guys, welcome back into a brand new episode of Dimming the Gaslight. You know me, my name is Mac, and thanks for coming back for the newest episode. So, uh, what did you think of last week's episode with Tessa? She's a self-aware narcissist, and holy shit, man, not for nothing, I really liked the episode. I'm proud of it, guys. I think, um, I got a very mixed reaction about it. You know, some people liked it, uh, some people thought, you know, they couldn't trust her, which is fine, I get it, um... And some people said, like, you know, she's very young, and, uh, you know, if she keeps going down this road, she can be much more destructive and manipulative, and uh, I think Tessa realizes that. So, um, it's cool. So, what happened was, is that we finished that last episode, and it sounded like it was coming to an end, and we just sat on the call and just kept talking, and I said to Tessa, I go, hey, do you mind if I keep recording, and uh, we were talking about my situation, um, and we just kind of like went more into it. And I wanted to pick her brain about me specifically. So sorry for being a little bit selfish, but I wanted to know what she thought of my situation. And, you know, we were talking and I said to her, I was like, Hey, can I just hit record right now? And she's like, yeah, do it. And we did a whole nother episode. So I wanted to put it out. It starts at a really weird place because, um, we're talking about my situation, but, uh, we get into it and it's really cool too. There's kind of a special guest that comes into it that I think you guys are going to love to hear. Um, Before I drop it, you know, I'm going to put out my normal stuff, so please follow me on Instagram and TikTok at dimming underscore the underscore gaslight. Please send me an email if you want to be a guest on the show at dimmingthegaslight at gmail.com, and uh, keep rating, reviewing, subscribing. Please leave some reviews on Apple Music. If you're listening to this, pause this right now, go give it five stars and leave a review on Apple Music, because I want to get more reviews out there, and then, uh, you know, people discover this podcast. Um, All right, guys, check out the new episode.
1: Fight with my partner, and I was like, I hope you suffer. Uh, looking back on that, do I really hope he suffers? Fuck no, because I'm not triggered right now. But when I was triggered, I was just like, in this other space where I didn't even see him as like the the man I love. It was like a threat to me. It, it's just so fucked up. That's that like that. It's that way, you know. But it's <sighs> tough shit to talk about. So deep down, I don't think she wants her kids to suffer but she's probably triggered as hell and when you're in that state it's like all out the window
0: unfortunately restraining order do you think the restraining order helps her to calm down
1: um I think this restraining order to be honest is probably a punishment for
0: like yeah
1: because I mean okay let's just say I'm unselfaware and um you choose to walk away from me and, like, whatever, like, a person chooses to walk away from me, um, you know, it's the it's the how dare you forget me, how dare you do this to me, like, you know, defense against the self, and then um, probably taking, like, every possible step to make sure that you are not going to have an easy way out, because
0: of, yeah. I was homeless. I was a whole bunch of shit. So yeah. Oh
1: man. This is actually teaching me a lot too. Like it, it makes me want to recover even more. Cause this shit is just so unnecessary and it, it all comes from like, you know,
0: uh, but she a must, of- she must, in my case, she must feel vindicated. She must think I deserve it. Oh yeah.
1: No, that's the thing. It's not like it's not like I wish that we could add this to the podcast cuz it's so meaningful
0: but like I'm recording so maybe I can edit it Yeah, it's not
1: yeah, it's not that you know like it's like the targeting I'm out to get you this or that. It's in their head. It's justified and it sucks cuz like in their head it's like they it's another world in there. Like, you know, in in her world, you chose to leave and honestly, I, I sensed some BPD tendencies in her, which means she probably struggles with abandonment fears. So, like, whatever it was, you confirmed her truth that she, you were going to walk away from her. And now she's, like, out to, I guess, like, make sure it's not an easy process as, like, a how dare you type of thing. Because there's so many,
0: yeah. Is it like, is it like, you walked away from me and I'm going to make sure you're not better off on your own?
1: Yeah, it could be that. I mean... For sure, there could be those thoughts like, um, you know, I want to take everything you possibly could have so that you spend the rest of your life in misery for what you did to me. It's this justification.
0: And it is comes- it really the rest of my life? <sighs> is it the rest of my life? Or is there anything that I can do to just be like, all right, I fucking, like, I want her to give up. She won't give up, right? It's so fucked
1: up, man. Look, when I was unselfaware, I had an ex that I was the one who walked away from him, but- i had thoughts and you know i can understand now that they aren't healthy and they actually make me more miserable in the long run but i had thoughts like i hope he spends the rest of his life in misery i hope he never finds anyone like me i hope he never finds anyone as good as me you know like i hope that his bad luck befalls him the rest of his life and it's just such horrible thoughts and you know man like i realized that it's just making me feel more sick inside so i was like okay this isn't a good road to go down like and I've had to go through my own process of, like, letting go. Um, but when you're unself-aware, yeah, those thoughts dominate. It just sucks. Like, you know, those thoughts are probably dominating her. And for you, you don't deserve to go through that shit. You want to see your kids. You deserve to see your kids. And she's just all up in this other world
0: in her you know what's head. interesting is, like, you know, and you, I'm sure you get this a lot, but, like, you're super young, but you have this, A, self-awareness, B, this disorder, and C, this – you're very poignant and like a lot of the things you say, I mean, that's probably why you have the following that you have is the thank things you. that you say are very poignant. You know, like I, I, I sense that you struggle with some of the things that come out of your mouth because I feel like you think that you're not articulating them well, but I think you articulate yourself really well.
1: It's the fragmentation, man. Like it's the chaos <laughs> inside. I was <laughs> like, is, did this come out or did it not? And no, that's I not like, I, doing it. Thank you. I really, really appreciate that. Like you have no idea how much that means to me. Cause that's like, That's my other goal here, besides fame, which I obviously want, you know, (laughs) pushing that aside. I genuinely, like, the more that I recover, I genuinely just want the truth to be heard. I want to heal from my own trauma, which means being authentic for the first time. Because I spent my life since I was like 12 years old not following authenticity, Um, you know, like, and that's a long ass time to do that. So um, I found that, like, Speaking on this genuinely is actually healing to me. That's why I do it. Oh, that goes back to that question: Should you believe me or not? <laughs> people are like, I mean, for me, I believe believing
0: you. I'm believing. Yeah, you, if
1: people don't believe, whether me, I should or
0: not, I am.
1: If people don't believe me, honestly, i mean, I'm like, that's their choice. Cause I, for me, this heals me to be open like this. It heals me, and then to hear your story.
0: But it's you, like, you do realize how that's, like, counterintuitive to a narcissist, right? Or, like, for what every survivor of narcissistic abuse has heard is, like, your self-awareness is a needle in a haystack.
1: Oh, yeah. And there's a reason for that, too. I mean, uh, at a certain age, I mean, kids who become narcissists really went through shit when they were young, unfortunately. And, um, at a like, at a certain age, you start literally living in delusion just to escape the shit that you go through. And that delusion continues over into adulthood. And I always say, like, NPD is, like, a disorder with, like, a million layers, like, a million, like, labyrinths. Like, even the person can't find themselves or what they really feel. Um, A lot of the reason why I feel like, you know, I say, like, am I expressing this correctly is because I don't know what I'm feeling inside all the time or most of the time. And then, like, you have so many unaware narcissists running around unable to change because they literally are just lost in this disorder. It's fucking serious shit. like it's a serious mental health because
0: like my my ex like to my knowledge i mean i know you know like she was dumped by ex-boyfriends and stuff like that and there's there's a story about like how in high school she used to tell me that like she dated the the captain of the football team and she was pretty but she was really quiet and all the girls hated her and these one girls they put peanut butter under her door so when she opened the door her hand was in peanut butter or some shit Anyway, she played this super altruistic thing, um, and I always thought like oh. she had a really simple upbringing. I thought she was born with this like a sil- uh, silver spoon in her mouth, and it's I just so- think it was so hard.
1: I-, I saw a red flag here too. Can I can I say something? Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, when I uh, okay, when I was on software, I literally hated my childhood so much that I made up an alternate childhood for myself, and I would just tell people that like it was the real thing. So don't be shocked if she completely lied to you about certain aspects. Maybe she never maybe she never dated the captain of the football team. Maybe she just wants you to see her that way. Maybe she had like more trauma than you were aware of. It's it's fucked up shit. Like I remember actively being like, Okay, so now this is my childhood and this is what I'm gonna tell people. And <laughs> I almost started believing it myself. It's crazy shit. It's it comes from like wanting to avoid pain. Well, but she like uh
0: she has a sister who is a, convic- a convicted criminal drug addict. Oh man. <laughs> and the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. So it was just recently that I started realizing maybe that girl who's a drug addict, it's not her fault. And maybe growing up in that family is what turned her to drugs. No, and crime. for real.
1: If if all the kids in the family are are, are fucked up in some way, you yeah, you can that you can trace it back for sure. And
0: that's just it's sad. The I daughter, mean, like the apple doesn't fall far from the narcissistic <laughs> trick. Did you have narcissistic parents? Um,
1: I don't know if I want to speak on my parents too much, but what I will say is that my dad rarely showed emotion and, you know, neither of them were narcissists, but they were narcissistic at certain points for sure. And my family, I mean, I see like videos of my brothers and I have no connection with them otherwise. So like, I just see it on Instagram. There's no sibling connection. Did they follow it it was you just, on social media. No, it's such an abnormal family thing because like, we just don't, there's no connection within the family. Uh, my partner has been over to their house and he describes it as like a golden egg, but it's empty inside. And none of, yeah, none of the siblings have connections with each other. I don't talk to my brothers, I would feel like we're doing it because there's just nothing there. And my brothers, I can kind of tell, are, are a little bit messed up too. I don't know why, but older it's not, or younger than you? They're younger than me. And it's, it's not my problem or my business, but like, I can just tell that like something's disjointed there. Like the family doesn't like, it's like picture perfect on the outside, but on the inside, it's like, there's all sorts of,
0: I always hated that. I always hated that whole like hallmark thing. Like oh, Christmas God. time, man, I fucking loathe Christmas <laughs> time. Like all these fucking, let's like, sit around and drink hot chocolate and take our Christmas cards and send them to the fucking neighbors. Fuck you. I always it's hated such that a,
1: Yeah. It's such a like perfected image it's so common in narcissistic families too and but a narcissist
0: would love that if they could send out the christmas cards and they could have the, you know what i mean
1: see i was just gonna say i disagree with you about christmas because i i love that shit (laughs) do you okay (laughs) because it's an
0: idealistic thing it's
1: yeah and i've been trained to like i think i've been trained by my own family to be honest to like want that like picture perfect family but it's never it's never picture uh, perfect inside, and yeah, like with your with your uh, next, <laughs> I'll call her that. She, you know, she might not be telling you the entire truth about her childhood. Uh, there's possibly, quite possibly, a lot of things she made up because that's common too. Like, you know, did she really date the captain of the football team? We don't know, but maybe that's she something.
0: Really put peanut butter under her thing, or maybe that, she. Maybe that's somebody else likely. was dating the football captain and she was the cheater. And <laughs> that's that's what, gonna,
1: that's what I was going to say. I think it's more likely that a lot of traumatic shit happened. And the more traumatic shit is probably true. But I mean, like I did not have an ideal high school experience to the point where I made up my own high school experience. And I would tell people that I have lied straight up lied to people about my childhood. And there's people walking out there right now that think that I've had a completely idyllic childhood
0: because that's what I told them. But why did
1: I do that? It's because it's, like, what I wanted to believe. So, you know, I wouldn't be surprised. That's all do you, I'm
0: saying. Do you use a coping mechanism? I always call it compartmentalizing. Like, do you um, – the things that happen to you in your past, do you forget them as a coping mechanism?
1: Oh, yeah. Or, like, I completely detach from it as well. So, like, I'll just – yeah, I'll just cut it off or, Me like, too. I'll view it but with no emotion. It's crazy shit. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: yeah. I do that too. I mean,
1: Yeah. I'm glad I can like give you these insights though, for sure. (laughs)
0: I started rolling again. And as I'm rolling, I'm (laughs) sitting here thinking, you know what, we'll do a Tessa bonus B side, you know, I'll just fucking put this is
1: important stuff like important for people to hear. And I hope that like, if anyone were to take anything out of this, I would want it to be, you know, you don't deserve what you went through. You're valid in the pain that you went through. You're invalid in your abuse that you went through. At the same time, you know, um I wish like for more peace in the world, more healing in the world, and for people to actually um I don't know, stop adding so much misinformation to NPD because, you know, I have to live with that. That's just my selfishness. What
0: <laughs> I are, like have to the live top with that. give me like the top three pieces of misinformation that you would want to be changed about nPD,
1: oh God, oh, this is a good question. I mean, first of all, the predator thing. It's it's so – usually so far from predatory. I know it looks that way on the outside, but – It definitely
0: looks that way on the outside. Oh, yeah. And, and it he, looks calculated and, you oh, know, yeah. predetermined and the whole thing.
1: I always say, like, my partner used to believe I was out to get him too until he understood me further. And I was just like, what the fuck are you talking about, bro? Because, like, I don't do it, – it's – I think the reason it looks that way on the outside is because – you know, narcissists are neurodivergent. And you know, what that means is like their brain structures are fucked, like their brain structure is different. Uh So you're dealing with someone who literally functions differently, internally. And you're trying to explain something that's almost unexplainable, because it's just a chaotic, fragmented deal with NPD. Uh So, you know, a lot of their behaviors that they do might not even make sense to them. It's crazy. Like, you know, you're trying to explain the unexplainable. <laughs> it's like, but it's, yeah. and people come to the conclusion, okay, it's predatory. They're trying to do this to me because it, it seems like the most reasonable explanation. But the truth is, you're delete, you're like dealing with a person who is not seeing the world correctly. So they are living in their own version of reality and they're acting out of that version of reality. And of course, it's going to be confusing as hell, mm-hmm. you know? So the only explanation, right, seems to be, oh, they're trying to do this. I don't know. Okay.
0: So predatory Sometimes, so predatory is one thing. What else would you like to change about the stigma?
1: Um I think I want people to see narcissists as individuals, which I know is really hard for people, but you know, cuz they're triggered too. They've been through the abuse and they're like really really hurting and you know. Uh but every person with NPD has their own goals, their own dreams, their own personality. I mean, I don't know if you know the nameless narcissist. Have you ever heard yeah. of him? He's like my best friend. Uh in like the cluster B community. And, you know, he's another narcissist. We have completely different like backgrounds and personalities and stuff like that. And he has different comorbidities than I do. He leans towards being a borderline Uh, and that completely changes the way he presents. So like you can have, you know, have you heard of a malignant narcissist? Yeah, Yeah, for sure. That's just NPD with like, sociopathy as extra traits like sprinkled on top of that shit
0: (laughs) my experience usually with narcissists unaware covert narcissists who are appear to be very altruistic but you know on yeah um, in the depths they're super you know yeah
1: yeah exactly and like it's crazy but like in their head they might not even be manipulative because they truly want to believe they're altruistic they want to believe it so bad um, I was there, you know, like um, where I wanted to believe, like I was truly a kind person. So, like when you call them a narcissist or say they're being manipulative, it goes against their self-image. They'll freak out. Mm. It's
0: yeah, it's crazy. Sh- it's crazy shit. It's okay. Like, so, so that's two. I want to hear, but like, because I think this is important, right? Yeah, so it we, is
2: important.
1: Right. I think that people could see like narcissists as presenting. They can present incredibly differently uh, and all have NPD. And some of them can be malignant narcissists, which means they have like psychopathy or like, how do you pronounce that? Psychopathy, whatever you call it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Psychopathy Mm -hmm. and sociopathy as extra traits. Those people can genuinely be cold and calculated. However, not all narcissists are that way. Some of them are like me uh, who just want to cope with like, you know, the trauma they've been through get their needs met, but they're, they're confused, you know, on how to do that. Um, they're just, that's like so important. That would be my second one. Uh, my third one.
0: Wait, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on then. Yeah. So then what do you say? Okay. So what would you say to me if I say, okay, I just thought of something that happened three years ago and now that all makes sense as to why things are the way they are now. But you're saying that most narcissists are not that calculated. So what do you say to that? like, like, um, okay, so I'll tell you a quick little story, right, that I told this podcast that got a really good reception. When yeah. I first met her, okay, I helped her, unbeknownst to me, move out of her ex-boyfriend's house, okay? Oh, <laughs> before, before that happened, though, her mother called me and out of the blue told me she's never not had a boyfriend. She called me and told me she's never not had a boyfriend. You are overlapping with someone else. Then I helped her move out of her house, her boyfriend's house. And then five weeks after I leave the home, she's got a new guy in the house. So Uh, when I tell you that story, right, and you're saying they're not calculated, how the fuck does that all line up? (laughs) Well, to me, that's a good question. I mean, to me, it seems like she's just a person
1: who – literally can't be alone. Uh, and that's common with a lot of cluster Bs. So maybe she's got that fear so deep that she is willing to set people up as like, okay, I'm moving from this person to the next person, but it's like a safety bridge. So like, um, it's all like based on trauma in my, but I like how
0: you said, I like how you said in the other episode that like, um, she's not going to keep me around because I already see her in the negative light. That's damaging her image. So she's not going to keep me around.
1: Exactly. There's that too, unfortunately. And you know, she probably had, it's completely possible that she had that other next guy lined up. Yeah, for sure. But that's, that's because of like, I mean, it's not a good thing to do. First of all, I agree with that. It's not moralistic, but it's because she's probably thinking to herself, well, I can't be alone. So I need to have backups. And, Seeing people as resources is an issue with a lot of NPD. Like, seeing people as resources, unfortunately. Not and supply? You don't want to call them supply? No. <laughs> What's I mean, the I difference could, between resources and
0: supply? Well,
1: the thing is, like, I just find it insulting only because, like, that is so far from how I view people. Um especially my partner, like he's the love of my life. He accepts me with my diagnosis and he understands me. And I would rather throw up than like, call him that it's just so insulting. So there's that part to it, I'm but genuinely there's only also... asking
0: out of ignorance though. I'm ignorant. No, no, I, don't, I, don't. I, I don't want you to think I'm challenging you. I'm no, not
1: ignorant because <laughs> I'm, <ignorant laughs>
0: I'm trying to understand the difference between resources and supply.
1: I mean, resource is like, the pers- You could call it supply, but that's just – you know who made that word? Another narcissist made that word, Sam Backman.
0: He just put out yeah, all these – I fucking these- hate that guy.
1: No, I know, and he's put out all these terms, uh, so people just started using them. But it's basically the same thing. I mean, the only difference is the intent. Like, supply sounds, once again, predatory. Like, they seek out supply to use.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: With resources, uh, it's like an unfortunate habit that a lot of people with NPD can fall into where they need their needs met. They know they don't want to be alone, and so they're so desperate for, like, attention or whatever they didn't get in childhood that they do fall into the trap of seeing people as, what can this person give me? Please give me this, like, because it regulates their entire sense of self, so they rely on it, and that reliance can, like, make them cross over into viewing people as objects.
0: But then do you tear them down when they don't meet your needs?
1: That has happened. Yeah. When I'm on self for sure. Like, um, I used to blame people every time that something didn't happen the way I wanted it to, I'd freak out. Um, cause I was just like assuming that it was naturally the other person's responsibility because I'm perfect. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's, that's what goes uh, on in my head. Yeah. 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 It's like, of course it's their responsibility. I I'm perfect. I can't mess up.
0: So I'm what's perfect. your responsibility in a relationship? What is you? what do you think your responsibility is? Nowadays? No, being, no, 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 no. I don't want to know nowadays. I want to know before being know unself-aware. Before. Yeah, what did unself-aware you think your responsibility is in a relationship?
1: To enjoy myself.
0: <laughs> Go into so- it. No, no, no. Go into it. Because every <laughs> fucking person who's listening to this is thinking my yeah. narcissist is not self-aware. So what do yeah, they get? What do they think that I'm? Um, they're getting from this relationship?
1: They genuinely feel, I think it's very common if it's a classic narcissist and not, you know, a malignant narcissist that's trying to actually target you. If it's just a narcissist, uh, a lot of times they just want everything they never had. And they'll, they will like idolize you as like, oh, this is finally the perfect person that's going to understand me and give
0: me everything I find. We think you're doing that to us. (laughs) It's so crazy, right? (laughs) But But, you're idolizing us.
1: Oh, yeah. Like in the in the so-called love bombing stage, it it, those are real feelings of happiness and and uh, genuine enjoyment. But it's all like, you know, uh, people on the cluster B spectrum don't realize, I think, that like that's not all there is to a relationship. So when stuff actually gets real, they're like, eh, no, you know, (laughs) no. So they're like, this wasn't what I wanted. This isn't the perfect life. But the truth is, you have to realize that not everything's going to be perfect in a relationship. That's the crazy thing that people. Yeah.
0: Okay, well, then let me ask this. And this is a little taboo. So if you don't want to fucking talk about it, don't talk about it. So like withholding. Right. Withholding. And I'm going to use sex as an example. Right. A lot of us have sex withheld from us or. Affection or quality time or all those bullshit love languages—they're not bullshit.
1: Oh yeah, no. So no, like,
0: what goes, what goes into, the, what are you looking at? I'm sorry, my partner just walked into the room. What's up, dude?
1: Baby, get away. He's he's grinning. He's like, <laughs> you nerd, get out. <laughs> Is get he a narc here. too?
0: <laughs> Is he a narc too?
1: No, he's not. He's oh. he's he's an empath.
0: He's Did he like. Do per- that? Do you do that? Do you call him an arc? Because I just heard you do it. Oh no,
1: he no. I was saying he's probably he's probably being like, oh you narc. Uh, oh shush. He was he was. You know what he just said? He was like, oh yes, tell them what you withhold. <laughs> I <was> like,
0: okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> like, no, so like that's fucking straight up, man. Like So we me. sit we well, sit here and we we're go. So,
1: we're so genuine. Me and him, like he knows. Okay, everything. no,
0: no, no, no. But I get it. I'm I get it. I get that you're working on yourself. But like yeah. I, you got to understand. I'm asking these questions from the <laughs> other side of the table. So like you <laughs> say you, idol- you idolize us, right? You idolize us and you say, and we idolize you. So like what, we're, what, I'm, what I'm wondering is, what I'm wondering is, so like what goes through your head when you're withholding sex, when you're withholding affection, when you're withholding money, when you have some sort of responsibility <laughs> that you're not owning up to? So, to anything, me- sexually anything.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: So for me, I've done stuff like that when I'm insulted personally.
0: Um, So like,
1: let's just say like, we're just going along in the relationship and then suddenly, you know, he says something that I find extremely insulting. I'm just like, well, no, now you don't get, you don't have permission to be in my presence. You don't get, my. it's like, it's like a, it's like a, and it, you know, deep down what's going on. It's because, you know, like, You know, my once again, it's about, you know, the image of like, you know, narcissists rely directly on other people to validate their existence. I mean, like I've had memories of like being alone by myself and I feel like I don't exist. So I'm just waiting for someone to validate me. What people say at that point for a narcissist matter so much And that's why they freak out. They're trying to control you so that they can control their own sense of self. It's like an insane loop. Like, uh,
0: And listen, I'm not trying to be a dick. Do you (laughs) want to be seen as a god? Like, do you want to be seen as like a fucking goddess? Like, do you like are you do you want to be seen as like the end all be all? Yes. But like we fucking, admit- we think, we think that we treat you like that.
1: <laughs> I know. It's so crazy. Um- and you
0: say that we don't. And we're like, because you <laughs> still want more and more and more and more, yep. and more and more and more. And like, I don't have anything left to give.
1: I know. Oh God. I reached that point in my relationship too, where we actually had to take a six month break because he, I was, we were fighting every single day and he felt like he couldn't give anymore. He was just like, so drained, so tired. It was a bad time. Uh, and once again, my response to that is it's up to the one person, like the narcissist in question, to go through their own healing, to go through their own self-awareness journey. It's not up to you to give them all that because
0: it's never going to be enough. They I have love to how you learn. say that. I love how you say that because you take the responsibility off of what do you want me to call us? Empaths? <laughs> I mean, empath is really just a term for like someone with hyper empathy. So yeah, I know. But it but it makes me when I say I'm an empath, it makes me feel like. You think that I'm hearing, or it makes me think that you're hearing that I think I'm a victim. So I'm no, not trying to like. No, very different.
1: Very different. But
0: like, okay, I'm but like, so what I'm saying is like, I don't know, I lost my train of thought. Um,
1: yeah, let's go back to that. You were saying like, um, as an empath or,
0: uh, oh, code do of- you, uh, fuck, I, I don't know. I don't know what I was going to say. Oh man,
1: Charlie would have been so good too. We're we're getting content out. I really like this content. It's good stuff. Um, I think we were talking about like love bombing.
0: Like well, we were talking about we were talking about how you want to be seen as a god and oh that we keep filling you up. <laughs> we keep filling you up and we feel like and it's, it's never, never enough and it's never yeah. Oh, I know what I was gonna say is mm-hmm. that you so what you do is you think. Um, like you're saying you took a six month break from your relationship and to work on yourself. My narcissist would never fucking do that.
1: So, well, the thing is I was still unself aware at the time, so I wasn't actually working. So in that
0: median time, did you become self-aware? Is that what it was? Nope. But Tessa, you're such a fucking, that's a needle (laughs) in a haystack. That's not what most of our narcissists are going to do. Well,
1: here's the thing. I can, I can explain that though. Uh, so when we took the six month break, it was his request. And I was originally really upset at it, but he's always been. Did you
0: have a narcissistic injury to that?
1: Yeah, you could say that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Your eyes for anybody who didn't see you. Fucking hell. Yeah, you could say that. I was
1: just like, oh, well. (laughs) But, you know, like, I mean, I accepted it because I, there's always been something so special about my partner. And that's why, you know, I want to marry him and end up with him. And it's why I'm willing to change some of my behaviors to make, Sure, he doesn't get hurt. So I was willing to wait for him. Uh, and I went off. I, I didn't just like do nothing though. I was in an open relationship, so I went off with other people. But I was willing to wait. Did I actually self reflect during that six month period? No, not at all, mm. because I wasn't. I wasn't self aware at that time. It was just me like complying with his request to do that. Wow. I really did care about him. And yeah, you know, it is unfortunately. Were you was- no contact in those six months? We started out that way, but he came back. <laughs> he couldn't help himself.
0: <laughs> but you said you hate the, you hate, he couldn't help himself. You hate, you said you hate the Hoover term, right? So like.
1: <laughs> I know. I didn't reach out to him during that time because I was trying to like prove that I could. um I don't know. He said,
0: he, he said. But did sure that feed on. your ego when he came back to you?
1: Yes. yeah, <laughs> it did, right? You're funny. For sure. But I mean, well, I'm just being honest, but it was more like, I mean, he. We didn't end on terms where it was like, you know, we're never gonna see each other again. He was just like, I need six months and then I'm gonna see you again. But he was starting to talk to me at like four months, and and yeah, it did, did this?
0: Does he want to come over and talk?
1: <laughs> no, he's too shy.
0: I think. Right, I mean, fine. he
1: could. Uh, baby, do you want to come onto the podcast or no?
2: Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the. Do you want
1: to? We have some questions for you, I think, right? Yeah,
0: do we? Fuck, man. I don't know. We're just seeing where it goes.
1: I mean, yeah. So you're not going to be like on camera, but... <laughs> I'm not going to...
0: What's going on, man? Hey. I'm Mac. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Oh,
2: God.
1: <laughs> now y'all are going to be on my... <laughs> like asking questions. I'm not
0: going to post um, any videos or anything. No, we're just we're just talking with her, you know, like, so I do a podcast. I interview people from all over the world and uh he's i don't had, know like he's had it
1: i was just gonna tell uh, him yeah it's been wild
2: it's, it's something it's definitely uh something and a half ain't it? <laughs> Isn't it
1: no but we're no we're yeah no we're past that shit though
0: yeah
2: but
1: yeah if you have questions i mean go for it Well, no, so what?
0: like i don't know what we were talking about is um we were talking about like how she kind of like wants to be seen as the end all be all. And you guys like took like a little six month hiatus, right? So like, yes. So she said that you came back to her. What was going through your head when you came back to her? <laughs> well, it's a bit more complicated than that. Oh, say, I don't
2: want to say that at all. I wouldn't say you <laughs> come back to her. But oh, you were the one who texted first. You were like, Well, we texted each other back and forth. Yeah, so well, there was. The, how there, long
0: did it last? How long did it last with no contact?
2: We Uh, did
1: utter silence for at least a few months, but then
2: it. Well, we we would text every now and again because it was easier just to wait uh, rather than text each other frequently. It it lets the time pass by. So we would
1: like we would like text each other like every like it wasn't like a. Give each other
2: basic updates. But like he's he's just
1: saying once you started talking to me again, like what was that? Like what were you feeling when you like
2: started really talking to me again? I, I I. it was the same as usual. I just missed her, and, like, we oh, we, we got back together, and it was pretty natural
1: <laughs> And this isn't just, like, an ego boost for me anymore. Like, I really do love him, so.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But... All right.
0: Um, I don't know. This was pretty impromptu. I'm not even sure <laughs> which <Would you> question <laughs> to ask. I mean, I'm just a fucking like... guy with a microphone, but, like, fuck. Yeah? <laughs> um. Yeah. I don't know, like, so she said many times on this podcast, like, so while she's talked about this, she said, like, she's trying to work on herself, and she's trying to better herself, and she sees a future with you. Can you, like, tell us what would be your ideal future with her?
2: Um, one where she's less, she gets less apathetic. It's the apathy that's the issue. Like, how I was talking about the, he was crying, and I didn't feel nothing. Uh Yeah, that's the I I think that's the biggest issue that she could ever have like well I guess I want
1: your perspective on like what do you think like do you what do you think about the apathy I guess
2: um it's like talking to a brick wall except the brick wall is really uh really sassy so (laughs) yeah yeah. (laughs) I love you
0: (laughs) how do you when when you're crying and she's not like empathizing with you what's going through your head
2: i actually
1: want to know this uh
0: what's when, other, uh, when you're crying when you're crying and you're you're begging her to kind of meet you halfway or sympathize with you and she's know. that brick wall what's going through your head at it, it's pretty scary
2: because like she she's she's just like uh she's unable to like
0: Get, get
2: out, out of, of there. So, some, Sometimes sometime she, uh, she sees past it. And that's. Uh, Usually when like, he,
1: like, reminds me that, like, he, he'll say stuff like, you know, I know you're in there. And then it reminds me, oh, I'm in there.
0: like. So on I'm- the on the worst side of the spectrum, what's the worst sh- thing she does? And then what's the best thing that she does? Oh. <laughs> Don't talk over him. I want to hear this.
2: Oh. Oh. <laughs> What's them? the worst thing she does? Uh, I don't do that crazy shit. You should have heard about his ex. I want
0: to hear what he okay. already says. No, no, no. I want to hear what he already says. Uh, <laughs> uh, probably
2: the worst <laughs> thing she does is when I... uh, God, that's a good question, actually. I can't really think of anything specific, but it would be just her apathy. The yeah. complete lack of... It, it's not just apathy towards me. It's apathy in general. And, and like,
0: and then, so, like, what's the, what's the best case scenario that you can ask for?
1: Oh. Uh, I think he means like also like the the things I can say when I get in that mode cuz I can be pretty
0: oh god
2: yeah she she just doesn't care she she'll say she'll say anything under the bu- under the rainbow and she uh, I I I've taken it as like oh she's just in her she's Apathetic just, mode yeah, yeah. She is, I get she,
0: it she, I get well, it cuz all every every victim of narcissistic abuse has lived through that but my question okay so that's that right but when she when Okay, so you said, like, he says, I know you're in there. And that's fucking, that's good advice, maybe. Maybe that would work on some of our narcissists. But, I like, what's the- what's the best case scenario you can ask for with her well, when, when she's disconnecting like that?
2: Well, it's, uh, when I get through to her, that's the best case scenario. How? How is what I'm asking. Oh, I don't know how. It, it's <laughs> We're yeah. trying to figure it out. Yeah, yeah I, I'm, I'm. He wants some, some, sometimes I'm able to like uh, say a specific thing like, oh, uh, remember when you said this or uh, that kind of thing. Oh, it's, like
1: remember, remember when we were like lying trying, in bed, cuddling together. You know. I, that he kind he of, said he said something like, you know, you know, I'm your partner. You know, I'm your empath. Like
2: sometimes that works, but not always. It's, uh, it's it, when yeah, it does it's work. Good. It's subjective,
0: like we were saying before.
2: Yeah, it's it's entirely subjective. And she, uh, when I, when she does break out of it, it's like snap of the finger. She she she's broken out of that mood. She suddenly feels guilt and like, uh, would you say I feel guilt? Yeah, I would say you feel guilt during the uh, when you finally break out of it, and then you realize what the what a Did piece I, of shit you were being. Oh please, wait,
1: can I can I uh, can I ask something? Like genuinely, I'm curious. Did I always used to be like that? Or has it been, like, a process?
2: Mm, what do you mean, always been like, like that? Like, when I would
1: break out of it, did I used to show so much emotion or, like, saying, like, I love
2: you? Well, you only started breaking out of it semi-recently.
1: It's uh, been like a process.
2: About a year ago, when you started actually being able to break out of it. And what did I do before? Uh, you would just stay in it, and you would justify it.
0: Oh, lovely. Okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay. (laughs) This is all par for the course, though. Like, listening to you guys, anybody who's listening to this is going to sit back and they're going to go, yeah, like, fuck. But, like, while I was listening to him, too, I'm thinking, well, so. Wait, so now I take responsibility
1: is what you're saying. Yeah, you take responsibility for it. Oh, okay.
0: Well, so, like, but but what when someone listens to this, right, from the, like, the empathetic side of you is, like, we're going to sit there and you go, okay, you snapped out of it but you're snapping out of it because maybe you have something to gain or you're taking, I know you hate the word supply, but you're snapping out of it. <laughs> and he's saying, you know, I want you as my partner. I'm your partner. I love you. And you're Cause, taking cause that I, and you're I'm, receiving yeah. it. And that made, that's what makes you go on.
1: Cause I truly love him. And we've had this whole process where I don't think we were really in love in the first two or three years, but it turned into true love eventually.
2: Now, now I I wouldn't say it's a issue of her like uh Like no, he, well, he's
1: what well, he yeah. Well, In he order was... to
2: break out of it, I don't think it's uh yeah. she she needs an incentive of like she gains something out of it because she ends up feeling guilt as a result of it. But that's only because like I feel like she's very self-aware and like she's i didn't
1: used to do that is what he's saying exactly yeah I, it's been a process uh what i used to do is i would yeah i would stay in that mode right and you would justify i it. would justify what i did and no, then i wouldn't
2: feel anything you don't justify it anymore but you still get into that mood so i think it's something that's it's a process I, I, it's more than that i think it's an issue that it's one of the worst parts of narcissism in general is that you get into modes of utter apathy where and for some people, I w- I would assume that it would be they don't want that.
0: It's not
2: nice to feel like it that. doesn't feel like good on it, the inside. No. So it how did at you
0: all. how did you feel when she was diagnosed with narcissism? Did you what was your immediate uh, I don't know thought process? Did you I go fucking knew it. <laughs> he, said he, he said he he knew it. That's
2: exactly what I. He said, said he <laughs> fucking knew it. <laughs> I knew who you were. Oh, God,
1: I forgot to mention he would call me a narcissist like before I was diagnosed and I would take offense to it. Uh, So it's been a process. I guess, yeah, we already
0: knew by that point. Yeah. You already knew that. Yeah. I absolutely
2: know.
0: Wow. (laughs) It's crazy. So he was already educated. See, narcissism is such a a buzzword. He's smart. Yeah, he clearly is. is. Well, narcissism is such a buzzword these days that like people. You know, it's on the tip of people's tongue. I feel like a fucking idiot that I didn't know. I know? mean,
1: like, for, for him, I, he grew up with, with people in his family. And he said two months in, right?
2: Yeah.
1: He knew something was off two months in. Like, but he stayed with me because he, he wanted to give me that love. And, you know, it's the empathetic way. Like, you want to give someone what they never had. So, what is it? Oh, I'm at
0: 3%. Go give All him right. a try. Oh, my god we're going to do a part two with Tessa. I mean, this is easily going to be a part two. We're up to 40 minutes on this recording. The it's other awesome. one's an hour. We'll do, we'll do two, two episodes. I've never done that before, but fuck it. We'll do it.
1: Yeah. It's, it's good content. I feel like we found a rhythm like halfway through where we were like, okay, this is helping your side of things and it's helping my side of things.
0: And yeah. Yeah. Listen, the only thing is, is like, no one knows my face. No, I so you can't, Tessa, listen to me. You oh. cannot post this or anything because nobody knows my fucking face. And like Oh uh, no, I'm
1: not gonna. Do, I'm not gonna do it. At uh, all. They I only think.
0: know my voice, you know. Like thank I. Thank you I'm, for telling I'm, me
1: that, though, because I was. I was gonna be like, oh yes, I want to. No, the
0: you can't. I you won't. Can't. Do that at all. all right, thank you. You really can't because, like, I was. It's a long it's story. I, I, I can't. About.
1: I didn't yeah. used to want to post my face at all, so I totally get that.
0: Like. No, it's more so that I'm in a custody battle and this oh, cannot get out. Like, I oh, just can't yeah. get out, you know? For sure.
1: Um, <laughs> I don't want people coming after me for
0: that.
1: <laughs> I'm going to stay out of that
0: one. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm in a big legal battle and yeah. And um, by the way,
1: genuinely, you're a really cool guy. And I, I want to just say that I hope stuff works out for you and your kids. Cause that once again, that taught me so much about how I don't want that with my relationship. Like
0: it's just, well, okay. So here's, here's a question I can ask. And right. And like, I'm doing this from my side of you, but people can relate to this. Right. <laughs> What goes through your head? Let's say hypothetically, right? And this is just a scenario, but this can apply to people that are affected by your disorder, right? Yeah. What happens? Like, for example, I have panic attacks. Of, I think about, does my son blame himself for me not being around? Does do they miss me? Do I, you know, are they going to get stolen from me? Are they going to end up in foster home? And my that's, brain goes down this horrible fucking my brain goes down this horrible, horrible. rabbit hole. As a narcissist and I'm going through that, how do you have any there's no mercy from my ex. There's no mercy. She's not letting
1: because She's so triggered, man. That's the that's the difference. Me looking at your scenario, my my first thoughts are I don't want that with my relationship. Dear God, please let me like have a happy family. Go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, no, I was gonna say number two. Um you know, I I do completely like understand your situation. I hear your pain, you're going through. Um, I just think that the reason your ex doesn't feel that way, unfortunately, is because she's triggered as hell by everything. And
2: she's not
1: self-aware. And she's not self-aware. And she's triggered once again Are you by plugged a- in
2: now.
0: Oh yeah. Could you? Oh
2: good.
1: wait.
0: Sure. Let me- yeah. Let me see. Uh, ooh, actually. So sh- so she's not self-aware.
1: She's not self-aware and she's still triggered by the fact that you're trying to move on. That's that's the truth. Uh, they don't like a lot of narcissists don't want you to forget them.
0: It's well, the, I'll tell you what my fucking life is awesome. Like <laughs> my life fucking rocks. If she like I'm to, like, dating let like
1: me crying.
0: <laughs> oh, no, she she doesn't know. And, and I'm so scared. And you're a narcissist. So you could fucking throw me under the bus.
1: Like, oh, God. No. But like,
0: yo, listen, like I my life is fucking dope. OK, like I get to talk to a lot of survivors beyond just this podcast. I have a and you're, fucking... you're,
1: you're truly living now that you don't have to live under that bullshit.
0: Yeah. Like I have I have a kick ass job. I'm dating, you know, like I'm doing. That would be fucking horror cool horror. Shit. And And my life, I used to tell her and this used to drive her fucking crazy. I would say uh, life is better when you are not around. And it's the fucking truth. And now I know for the listener who can't see, see her right he's, now. He's,
2: he was cringing too.
0: Because he was she, yeah, well, off camera, her boyfriend's cringing. But for those of you who can't see Tessa, I just said, my life is better without you around. Tessa made this O oh, with her face. Her, eye, her <laughs> eyes got real big. She's oh, laughing okay. now and she's got her hand over her mouth going, you just fucking murdered her ego. Right?
1: Yeah.
0: Life is better without you, her around.
1: I would rage. I would lose my mind. That is the cruelest thing you could probably say to a narcissist. But at the same time, what it mm-hmm. what has she done to you? A lot of fucked up shit. So
0: let's. I mean, concerned. I was physically, I, I mean, I was physically, sexually, emotionally, psychologically, financially abused for nine years.
1: Okay, so yeah, therefore, she obviously deserves it.
0: Let's be honest. Like, oh, she certainly deserves it. There's never like, a question in my mind. That's, but that's, that's the other that's thing.
1: That's horrible. I mean, she needs to. She needs to at least like in the best scenario, she would hear that and be like, okay, what can I do to make him feel better around me? But no, she's going to take it as an insult.
0: I just got a notification. Sorry, I don't mean to digress, but I just got a notification on my Apple watch about one of your followers messaged on that Instagram post about how they're being disrespectful about oh, and stuff. Yo, no, this is good though. No, fuck it. It's good. Like oh, who, this, who gives-
1: I, I think that we've had a really good discussion. And as for, you know, my followers, they're very, very defensive of me. They're like my little minions.
0: <laughs> no, I mean, listen, we're we're passionate from both sides of the coin, right? Like, and, I- and if nothing else, we can sit here and you and I are going through this. And, you know, I feel like we are, if nothing else, we're bridging the gap between an empath and, we, a, and a narcissist really right are. now, I feel like we are. Let yeah. me ask you this, let me ask you this. Let's talk about reactive abuse, okay? Because oh. I, so I said that, and that's my reactive abuse. Life is better when you're not around. When you go and you push and you push and you push, okay, so here's a good example, right? Oh, he
1: needs I, to be for this
0: one. Oh, boy. Well, he doesn't have to listen to it if he doesn't want to. But listen, so I posted this thing months and months and months ago, maybe even a year ago, but it was one of my favorite things I ever posted. And it's a TikTok of this girl, and she's playing both parts. She's playing the empath, and she's playing the narcissist, right? But Mm -hmm. she comes on the TikTok and she's going, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, I'm out, fuck you, fuck you. And then the camera twists and now she's playing the part of the narcissist and she's sitting there with her arms folded going, see, see, why are you acting like this, right? Uh, So uh, what do you say for the narcissistic abuse and then when the reactive abuse comes out? A, how does that make you feel? B, how do you justify it? What goes through your head when you're justifying your actions for the reactive abuse that comes back to you? It's
1: intense. I mean, so first of all, I've never heard of that term that much. So that, reactive just, abuse? that actually, that actually put like a light bulb in my head, if anything, because I've been huh. through scenarios with my partner, unfortunately, where, um, like he snaps, he snaps. I'm sure he does. He does. But now that I'm thinking about it, I'm usually in that situation saying, like, oh, really? Like, this is how you are now. You know, you're the horrible one. Um, and I'm wondering, like, it's you actually just made me like think about all this because I've never thought about this stuff before. Um, I think I think it's very possible that could be a thing like where
0: we're 100 percent a thing.
1: You, you want to explain that to me more a little bit? I'm trying to.
0: OK, like, so reactive abuse. Right. Yeah. I would call her ugly. I would say uh, you would be mustache. like, I'd say you're ugly. Your sex is weak. I would say she had a mustache. I would say her family sucks. Her, you went
1: in. Oh, my God. I
0: fucking would rip her. I would but rip her. But,
1: but
0: I never I'm hit saying, her. I never hit her. I never saying, punched like, a hole pushed. in the wall. It was my verbal abuse is what I would do.
1: But like, how did you get to that point? I guess oh. it's like, is that what you're saying is like, she did really horrible shit. And then you got to that point.
0: Yeah, months and, months and 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 months of rejection. Well, and no, then, sometimes, and then finally, sometimes and then... it's fucking just days of rejection. Sometimes it's hours of rejection. I don't know, but it's always it always comes down to rejection. It was like I fucking want you so bad, and it's not just sexually, but I want you so bad. And then it gets to a point where it's like, come the fuck on, like where are you? Meet me halfway. So you, like you really it really boils bad. over.
1: So when I'm in <laughs> situations like that, to be honest, I. I mean I'm just reflecting on this for the first time. I feel I feel like you know he he's truly been like the the one in the wrong. Like he's the like he's the terrible person. I feel like justified in that. But then I'm starting to think like is it possible that he was just pushed to that point? Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, I I I want to say that like I I think the danger of that mentality is like thinking that as an empath, you've done nothing wrong in the relationship, that you've never been a, I it, yeah, exactly, so if you can get pushed, cause he he was pushed to this point like once, maybe, where he where he's really just thought he did, like, absolutely nothing in the relationship, and then it was all me that's the danger of, like becoming, falling so much into victimhood that you feel like you are that it's always the big bad narcissist, I guess what? <laughs> and not working on yourself mean...
0: That's something that I think a lot of us as yeah. empaths, it's, it's really complicated. Have, we try and negotiate with ourselves, and that's part of my personal healing. Is that I hear from a lot of people they made me into a person I didn't want to be. So that's yeah. not me me saying like I did nothing wrong because I sure as shit did a lot wrong. But and I that's what he back. says
1: too, and I respect that. He say, yeah. he always says that in the end. He's always like, I shouldn't have done what I did, but you also shouldn't have done what you did.
0: And it's like, but do you feel like you shouldn't have done what you did oh, or God. no, no, you. Don't. I mean
1: for, well, f- it's complicated for where I'm at now in my self-awareness, uh, w- like where I was before, absolutely. I would always be insulted and I would feel like, well, no, I didn't do anything wrong. Now I feel like, okay, well I can do something differently next time, but I still don't really blame myself. Cause like, I don't want to see myself as like a person yeah. with flaws, a person with like who makes mistakes. That so then will you,
0: out. will but, you come back and hurt him then?
1: Well, it depends on what you mean by that. Like after the fight
0: or. Yeah, because you don't want to see yourself that way. And he'll admit, well, I shouldn't have done that, but you shouldn't have done that. So. Well, no,
1: nowadays, no, I, I try to process it in a way that's okay with my sense of self where I'm like, okay, I should do something differently next time just because I want the relationship to work. But when I think of my actions, I'm just like, well, you know, I couldn't have known any better, so I can do differently next time. But is it really my fault if I didn't know any better? Like. You know, I'm, oh, you're doing, I'm I'm doing incredible with like my self awareness already. Like I'm incredible. No one else can do this, this and
0: that. Like you know what? Though? I intellectualize I it. You're yeah. you're um doing a lot of really good justice for the before and the after narcissist because like oh, for yeah. your audience who's listening to this and the self aware narcissist, they're going, yeah. yeah, Tessa, fuck yeah, and like <laughs> and like for the other side, for for us who our narcissist is not self-aware. We're sitting there and we're going, well, you're validating what we feel in a way we're is yeah. validating what we feel because we know that they're not self-aware. So they're acting in this way that is with the education that we have about NPD is kind of predictable. And like, you're validating like, yeah, because they're not self-aware, they're doing these things.
1: Oh yeah. Because
0: I, they're I, a narcissist. <laughs>
1: it's <laughs> like, like, it's, it's like riding a merry-go-round that never ends. And I've, I've even felt like this myself. Like, I feel like I wake up and I I'm in, ha- in how day, like just over and over and over again. And it's yeah, just it's like, life. yeah. But like, we feel that too, you know, on, on our side, it's like, but it, it never comes to the surface for some reason that like, Hey, maybe I could do something differently to change my life. Uh, it's more like, why isn't the other person doing the A, B and C? Why isn't, why is the world not giving me a B and C? Like, it's always about like why am I not getting what I need, and then like there's no like self uh, for a lot of like unself-aware narcissists. Does that make sense? Like yes, yeah. They they I feel like there's no reflection. Like uh, what can I do differently? It's always like well of course uh, I'm doing everything I possibly can. I'm and the other person has to change for me. But at what point is are you asking something that's physically impossible for like another person to do? You know. Yeah. Uh, that God, okay. There's I just, no answer. There's really no exactly answer. like, and I take shrooms, man, to like realize this shit. I like self reflect on this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know if I should, can say that on the podcast, but
0: fuck it. I made
1: it. me and my partner have made a habit of like, we take shrooms, and I take them personally when I've just had this insane realization. I'm probably gonna take some tonight, cause like, <laughs> <laughs> cause of the like whole reactive thing. I didn't know that about that, and I'm just like, okay, I'm gonna meditate on this, and when I'm. When I'm on psychedelics like that, it allows me to face that stuff without like feeling too much. It's like a detachment. So, place. for anybody listening
0: <laughs> tonight, put some shrooms in your fucking <laughs> dark dinner and let's make these motherfuckers self aware. Honestly, that would be. I don't know if I would support that. Yeah, so you support just them. came up with the cure for narcissism. <laughs> the thing
1: is, though. That is hilarious. First of all, oh god, that cracked me up. But um, second of all, I'm like, I'm, I'm like, I want to support that openly, but then I can't because it's like drugging someone.
0: <laughs> well, I don't know, man. Why <laughs> are like, gonna... up, Tessa? What the fuck do you want me to tell you?
1: <laughs> I'm just like, I can't. I the thing is, like, I I I sympathize or like I get. I mean, what other narcissists go through? So for them, I just want them to be self-aware
0: already and like start healing. But like, man, I don't know. You're a unicorn. You're a fucking needle in a haystack. Um, and I don't think yeah. I don't think a lot of people feeds my ego. I'm just hey, kidding. It's fucking no. It <laughs> is, but, but, <laughs> my partner just freaked out. He
1: was like, "What?" Because I was like, "Oh, it feeds my
0: ego." <laughs> no, because but no because. <laughs> what did he say? He said, "Don't tell her these things." Shut up. (laughs) Shut up. You guys are fucking, yo, you are like uh, (laughs) the prototypical narcissist that like just wants your fucking ego fed. No, but you are because none of, nobody fucking listening to this. I'm so aggravated because my narcissist is not self-aware. I'm going to guess probably, fuck, 99% of the people listening to this do not have a self-aware fucking narcissist. If not, 100% of the people listening to this do not have a self-aware narcissist.
1: And I, I, I get satisfying. that. it's it I've taken – here, hang on. I I've, It has taken me years to get to this point as well. It, it sucks. It really does. I, I wish I could personally help other narcissists become self-aware. I don't know how I would do it yet, but, like, regardless of, like, not drugging them.
0: <laughs> I'm just kidding.
1: But, like, uh you know, honestly, it's a fair idea. I don't know. But, like <laughs> – it's, it's not a fair idea
0: at all. sorry <laughs>
1: right, I can't say that. I can't say you know, because in my perspective, I just want them to be self-aware so bad. And shrooms has helped me. But once again, it's not going to work for everyone. I want to put a
0: disclaimer we can't, We can't promote shrooms too much. No, we can't.
1: It's a <laughs> disclaimer, like solid disclaimer here. Uh, it is not for everybody. And it doesn't work for everybody. So it, for me, it helps. It's just my mm-hmm. personal experience. But what I was going to say is like, oh God, what was I going to say? About like people who have mostly unself-aware narcissists or?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, what was the question? What were we talking no, about? No, I was just saying like. Yeah, most people if not 100% know. of the people listening to this do not have a self-aware narcissist. And that's yeah. That's, people would sit there and they go, if if they were, maybe we can make this sort of headway. But the only thing I can think of is get just, the fuck out because you have no chance. I'm sorry, exactly, but you don't. Exactly.
1: Exactly, and it sucks because people come into my DMs and they're like, how can I make it work? What can I do to get them to be self-aware? I always tell people, I think from what I've seen and the narcissists I've talked to, which has been over 100, you know, self-aware narcissists, it takes a major life event to shatter, like permanently shatter the bubble of whatever, you know, delusion or whatever's going on that you're living in as a narcissist. It takes a shit ton and it can't just be a one-time event. It has to affect them daily so that they're so miserable. They want to seek help. They the want to go. The thicker the bubble,
2: the harder it shatters.
1: Yeah, the thicker the bubble, the harder it shatters. And for me, it was all in one night and I developed PTSD because of it because I was so traumatized. And then the PTSD was haunting me to the point where I was like, I need to, I'll do anything. I'll go to therapy. I'll literally, I'm having, you know, suicidal thoughts, to be honest, like crazy shit. It got really dark before I was finally like, okay. No, I can't live like this, and that's unfortunately when I think a narcissist would seek help versus a partner saying, "Please do this for me, go to therapy for like for the kids or for anyone else like it's it has to be a self realization it has to be like if their life is completely like eradicated sh- like shattered, maybe like it doesn't have to be psychedelics, it could be like the loss of a loved one um like maybe the loss of a job that they can't like deny it was their fault you know, or it's something,
0: funny. it's God. crazy. Yeah, God. you know, it's funny as I'm listening to you. Have you have you seen on my Instagram how I post a song of the day? Yeah, a little bit. All right, so your song of the day, I'll let you choose, but I'm going with Man in the Mirror by Michael Jackson. So you know, Man in the Mirror, <laughs> okay, that's a good one. I'm the <laughs> man in the yeah, dude, but it's like, my um,
1: dancing, <laughs> <laughs> he's like. <laughs> That's actually a really good one, to be honest.
0: Yeah. Fuck, it's, man. I, it's I, just, I don't yeah. know. I'm I'm kind of at a loss. You know, not I'm not normally speechless, but yeah. Without being self-aware, there's there's no there's a no victim hope. or a whatever an empath. You can't. There's not anything we could do.
1: And it's just sad. And, and I'm still thinking about this myself, like as someone who's an advocate for narcissists, as well as validating, like, as well as validating people who have gone through abuse, like, I want to advocate for people like me, I'm still trying to figure out how the hell to make themselves aware if they're not, it's because then that would be me trying to step in and make self aware. And that's still another person, it has to be like, some sort of miracle self-realization thing. It just sucks. And like, maybe
0: go ahead. Sorry. Oh, go ahead. No. So is your, um, advocacy, is that through social media? Is that what your plan is? Like,
1: yeah, I talk to so many, Mm -hmm. uh, narcissists and also borderlines with narcissistic traits and just anything to do with NPD. Mm -hmm. I talk to so many of these people like every day and I love them. Like I love my community and I just I mean, I want to grow my platform to the point where maybe I'm doing live events or I'm speaking out on a broader level where m- more people can hear this because, you know, besides the fact that I want to be famous, the actual content is so important to understand because, like, maybe someday, who knows, I could get more narcissists into therapy somehow, like, through some method unbeknownst to anybody yet. Like, we don't know. Right now I'm at a loss, though, because people are telling me, like, it seems like my narc has hit rock bottom. But yet they're still doing denial behaviors. They're still lying. It's like, no, they really haven't hit rock bottom. Not really. Not truly.
0: It almost sounds like an addict or like an alcoholic (laughs) or a drug addict who like, Um, you know, like, fuck, man, you're homeless. You're, you you know, I pass, I work in New York City and I pass like people on the street. They're living in a cardboard box. They got fucking... You know, no soles on the shoes, and they're yeah. still shooting heroin on the side of the street. They're oh, still God. not at fucking rock bottom. They're still you know not saying? at
1: rock bottom. It's insane. It's,
0: and that's kind of, you know, it's no, kind it of what, what it sounds like. You know what it I mean? Like, wait. it doesn't matter if your life's falling apart, if you got legal issues, you've got this, that, and the other. It's like a true psychological
1: it's personality serious, change. This is why, like, it's a serious mental health condition because it it, it actually is really fucked. Like. You know, I've had people – because, like, with people without a diagnosis like that, you could maybe talk to them about it and see if they can, like – it feels more like a rational conversation. But with an unself-aware narcissist, they're lost. They're just lost. And I it sucks. Every time I have to tell people in the DMs, it's like, unfortunately, you're probably not going to get them to be self-aware, and you should probably get out. Because, yeah, you know, they have to do it themselves. And you're just sitting there. You're but sitting they gotta here. Go ahead. Yeah. Oh, well, they're usually in the situation. They're just sitting there taking a bunch of abuse. And it's like, how long are you going to be okay with that?
0: Yeah. You know, then put yourself in our shoes. So then we just took all this fucking abuse. Then we go and leave. And now we have more back that's what's so so it's like what the fuck listen i'm talking to somebody now and i'm not going to name anybody's name on this podcast but like you said you love your community i love my community there's something somebody i'm talking to that i've been talking to now for over a year and i you know my platform has grown a little bit but i remember this person from the beginning and i actually saw a post she did the other day and i reached out to her and i was like hey i see that you're having some troubles or something you know we can talk about or whatever and and she said, like, I'm sorry. Like, she, she felt like she hadn't, like, let me down. She's like, I still am in this. I'm worried about losing my kids. I'm worried about all this kind of fucking shit.
1: To me, there's, like, a common denominator where it's, like, there's kids in the picture. And then there's more, like, human beings that but are— But you're
0: never ready. You're never ready. As somebody who did lose their kids— I mean, I haven't lost them completely, but I have jumped through, uh, like, hoops that are a million feet tall to see my fucking kids. You, you're never ready— It is a cliff you have to jump off without a net. Um, The coping mechanisms, this community has been amazing, man. The coping mechanisms that I have found, I'm not encouraging everybody to go out and start a podcast or anything like that. That's (laughs) not what I'm expecting, but uh, you'll find your way. And and one of my friends said something so great. It was like, they get quality dad. Mo, when you were mentioning Mo that you listened to that episode, Mo said to me, he said, They get quality dad over quantity dad. And it's completely true, you know? One, it's funny, I went on a date with a girl and she called me Disneyland dad. And I'm like, okay with that. I'm okay (laughs) with being Disneyland dad. Yeah, Yeah, I'm okay with that. Like, they get good dad, you know?
1: Yeah, you know, like, it's such a positive way to look at the situation, which is a really tough situation. Cause, whew, all I can say, man, is like, this is just telling me what I don't want with my own relationship. Like, oh, God. Yo, you know, like, haven't had thing... kids Go Yeah ahead. Go ahead. I was going to I was just going to say kids it seems to be like kids are the common denominator that trap people in the relationship cuz like what can you do or
0: marriage getting well, married You, you mar- talk you talk a lot about your P- PTSD we yeah. have PTSD because of you Oh god
1: I got to ask my my partner about that one <laughs> I don't know if he has full on PTSD cuz of me Yeah Did you just say <laughs> yeah?
0: Oh, I yell, yeah. All
1: right, we're we're divorcing. Just came. We're not even married, but yeah, you know what I mean. God. <laughs> I'm just kidding it- What?
0: <laughs> I can't hear anything. Oh, he's done filing paperwork.
1: Yeah, he's you so You guys funny. are funny.
0: No, no okay. No, so, so, yo, but like listen, you know how it feels People to get have PTSD. hurt. Yeah. You know how it feels to have PTSD? Will you How do you feel that you cause people's PTSD?
1: hi in denial no i'm just kidding that's a scary go ahead fucking say it if you want to go ahead because like because yeah it's once again like i don't want to see myself as that type of person i i it sucks you know what i've done which i think a lot of narcissists would benefit like benefit from if they would actually learn this is i separate my ego from myself nowadays where i'm like okay i may be a very fragmented person but like i have this condition and like this is this is something that can take over my life if i let it and it's like separate from me like so i it helps me accept that more so it's like i didn't want to do this to my partner i didn't want to hurt him but i did but like it's because i have these defenses because of a trauma like a traumatic childhood i didn't ask for i like reframe it and that would help so many narcissists like take the weight off of like because there's so much defensiveness like uh you know y- y- it can't be their, it can't be their fault does that make sense like they can't well I used if to they say could just see it that way they would be so much less defensive I feel like
0: I used to say about my ex like she's gone so far down with this image or this shell she's gone so far down the path that yeah. it doesn't make any sense for her not to keep it up it's, you know what I mean? I know,
1: I know, that's what's so fucking scary about this shit, because like, let's just say I self-realized when I was 40, I don't think it would be the same, or like 30 even, it would not be the same. No. See, part of the reason why I feel like I was able to be like the un- the needle in the haystack, the magic unicorn, whatever, is because I'm so... I love that shit. <laughs> I love that shit, yeah, <laughs> but like it's because I'm so fucking young. Like, if you let this shit continue, it, it just gets worse, man, like, I feel like and it's sad it it is
0: we're on different side of the spectrum because so i'm the empath whatever you want to call me you're the narcissist i'm older than you i've had the kids you're younger than me you haven't had the kids um i don't know where i'm going with this necessarily but like we're
1: We're like we're yeah we're at different perspectives of it but Mm -hmm. but like is there a but there?
0: Well, the, but is that like, we're learning kind of from each other, like,
1: yeah. And that's so good. Cause my partner is an empath, you know, like I, I advocate for this stuff. I, I live the relationship. I have both sides. Like I, I want there to be a bridge between those two sides so badly. Cause you know, codependency and like, which, you know, uh, being an empath or whatever you want to call it is so misunderstood as well. Like, um, uh, it's complicated but like I I want nothing more than to bridge the gap between those two things because I live every day with with a relationship that defines those two sides you know
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah if that makes sense it totally does yeah
0: well Tessa again I mean listen we've done a double bonus episode and I've You've never done good work before. Here. fucking Christ I'm proud,
1: man I'm proud of this shit like this give is us go ahead Oh, I was going to say, this is going to really like hopefully help a lot of people understand stuff.
0: So give us the Tessa, like Jerry Springer, final thought. What do you want people to know (laughs) about narcissism? What do you want us to know in terms of your empathy for the victims lack of a better word? I know you hate it. What is is your final thought?
1: I want to say once again, that you know, I hear the pain on your guy's side. I understand the abuse you guys have went through. And I want to say that all of it's valid. I'm understanding the other side more every day. And that I just, I am sad for the world, to be honest, because I I wish that none of this stuff had to happen. It's just a bunch of people trying to love each other and other people running away. And it's all trauma. And I think you're trying
0: to love us. We don't think you're trying to oh,
1: love no, Oh no, I meant I'm on your guys' side. Trying to yeah. trying to love, you know, your own narcissist, them running away. And it's all all of it is like mixed up in trauma. And I just wish the world had more peace in it. I guess that's
0: my final see. Yeah. That's good. All right, Tessa. Well, thank you so much. Listen, I'm appreciating the hell out of you. Um I thank like you. You said, I've been following your content and when a follower of mine says you gotta reach out to this girl and get her on the podcast, I was like, Fuck <laughs> yeah, we gotta do it. And and I'll I'll be honest, like The way I came into this feeling is a lot different than the way I'm walking out of it. I'm feeling much more less threatened. I don't know. Yeah. I mean,
1: yeah, and you're totally valid in that too, because like the shit you've been through, my God, like,
0: you know. (laughs) Yeah. well, I'm yeah. sitting here going, is this girl, you know, we're on video right now. I'm like, is this girl going to fucking post my video? I don't want my face getting out no. there. Like, I don't, I'm scared of you. And I think <laughs> I have a right to fucking be scared of you. No,
1: I'm just kidding. What's <laughs> unless that? You give me an, unless you insult me and then it's all, No, I'm just no, kidding. No, you can talk to any <laughs> other See, guests on this podcast. I'm too self-aware. I'm too self-aware for that shit. No, I would never do that.
0: Cool. So. Yeah. All right. Well, Tessa, thank you so much for everybody listening to this. Again, follow her on Instagram and on TikTok. She's at spirit.nark. And uh, Tessa, thank you so much again. Thank you for having me. All right. Until next time, everybody.